Welcome to Real Talk. I'm Mikkel. This guy is Joe, and this this is something amazing happening right here today. What, what do you what do you see there? I see the single largest <laughs> goblet of meal, 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 meal. And some sandwiches. There's no better way to drink milk than out of a goblet. That isn't even a go It's like a vase. <laughs> what is that? Is that? I think it's a special gift from someone near and dear to you. It is? Yes. Do you remember having a conversation about peanut butter and jelly? I am going to bring you a peanut butter sandwich next week, though. Really? I think jelly. Thick? Really thick? Oh, yeah. And like the kind that I'm going to need to wash it down with milk? I like it. I mean, I saw this and I remember, <laughs> fatally remembered some comment with my dear friend Brad about sandwiches. I think you should dinner. read read your card. Oh my goodness. This is, is this for Valentine's Day or something? <laughs> what is this? A peanut butter sandwich, so you think of me with love from Brad. Aw, I feel... You he should make, feel he special. Made this for me he made with each his one own of those. two hands. Mm -hmm. Oh, did he I don't wash know his that, hands? I, I hope so. I don't think that he... With procured love. the milk himself. There but. was no milking going <laughs> on. I hope. <laughs> and was the intent? I mean, you spoke with him, perhaps, or but yes, was the intent that I should enjoy sample them? There's multiple variations and. Is, it, is this a requirement? Is this a part of my contract for Real Talk? I like, I don't really have a choice about this. I feel like compared to some of the things we have encouraged you to eat here on Real Talk, this is, is, it, is, this is this an one, easy can one. Can I drink this in what? With, or I what? hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> These are peanut butter and I haven't had a peanut butter I think it's important sandwich. for you to cleanse your palate in between each Before? flavor. What do you mean flavor? Oh, there's different flavors going on there. Small bites or big bites? Whatever bite makes you happy. I don't really want this. I think you're going to love it. Oh, it's delicious. Peanut butter and jelly. Okay. I haven't honestly had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a good way. Hold on a minute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did that, that enhance it? Are you not supposed to do that? I feel like that's strictly for cookies. I'm... <laughs> no cheating. You're cheating. There's pickles in that. I, I know Bradley likes pickles. <laughs> what... Who would eat this? It's a thing. I'm not eating this. You should just a nibble. Oh, it's oh, a big bite. Are Why you are you doing this? Are you to choking? Me? I'm done with this. He's not even here. What? No, try, try this one over here though. That one's actually banana. I'm not, I'm not Do you even know? Hungry. Listen, I have a fun fact for you because this is what Brad does. Hold on. Cleanse your palate. No, this. Is this half of that? So this is good. We're talking a little bit about adulting. Brad was filling me in a little bit about how we're just encouraging. I think it was he put it encouraging you specifically to grow up. Is yeah, that yeah? That okay. probably makes right, sense. Good, good. Grow up, and he, I know I think it's directed primarily at me. So when I think of grow up, when I think of that phrase, I think take responsibility. Okay. As we get older, take responsibility, get a job, move out. I think even in our own spiritual growth, at some point we have to acknowledge that we have some ownership there. So I think a huge way of doing that, one of the basics is read your Bible. Take responsibility. Take responsibility, grow up, read your Bible. So as a part of Christian growth, 
taking responsibility of your own Christian growth, you would say reading your Bible is an important key element. Key element. I think it's something we all know we should be doing. Sounds simple enough. Mm -hmm. Yet I think there's probably a lot of people who find that daunting. Yeah. Where do you begin? How do I know if I'm even going to understand it? I think mm -hmm. some people try and do a good job of it and feel like, I don't even know if anything's happening. Like, I don't hear God magically speaking uh -huh. to me. How do I know if it's working? Mm -hmm. Are you asking me that question? Is it working? <laughs> Is it working? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, out of the gate, there's a lot of shame associated with reading your Bible. Because if you have yeah. grown up in Christianity, there's a lot of like, you should read your Bible almost finger wagging. Like, you should, you should. And so if you're not, you often feel like maybe ashamed. Right. That you're not reading it, and it's like, I know I should. So if you can get past that, which is a struggle for a lot of people, like I don't think it should be something you feel condemned to do. It's something you should want to do. Yeah, absolutely. But easier said than done. So yeah. if you do approach it, and, and sometimes you're like, the two intertwine. There is a little bit of a traffic jam there. If you do approach it and you start reading the Bible, like, what was the question you asked again? How do you know if it's working? Oh. Which, let's get into, but let me read something from Isaiah first. I love this passage because I feel like it not only talks about why it's a necessity, he kind of compares it to any seed needing water. So it is indeed a necessity, but he kind of, to me, answers that question of, is it working? Okay. So from Isaiah 55, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return empty to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Hmm. So I love that part near the end. It will not return to me empty. It won't return void without success but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So to me, like that's the all the assurance I need. Like it's going to do what he intends for it to do. And what does he want us to get out of reading scripture? Great question. What does he want, Mikkel? <laughs> I feel like he wants us to be encouraged. He wants yeah. us to find hope. Yeah. He wants us to have new life in him. He does want us to grow. So I feel like all of that shame that's associated with not reading, I feel like all that fear that's associated with not even know where to begin or yeah. if I'm going to understand it, just trusting that he's going to use it. And if we get back up, it's like, what is the Bible? So the Bible is God's communication to us. And you back up from that, it's like, okay, God wants a relationship with us. And he's the one that made us. He knows us best. And he's trying to communicate something to us. So if someone loved me and knew me best, my mom, like I have this great relationship with my mom. I love her. She knows me really well, she's patient, she's funny, she's godly. If she's gonna try to communicate to me and I don't interact with the way she's choosing to communicate with me, so mm -hmm. she likes texts, she sends, but she wants to talk on the phone. Like my mom's a phone talker. Well, if I just cut that form of communication out, I'm missing out on all kinds of things that are gonna help me grow up. But if I interact with her, I get that perspective. So in some ways, isn't that what God's mm -hmm. trying to do through his word? He's trying to communicate something to us. And are we willing to interact with him in the way he wants to interact with us? He wants to interact with us through the Bible. So tell me, tell me if you hear a difference here. There's someone who says, I know I should be reading my Bible. 
There's that little bit of like shame in there. You hear yeah. that? I know I should be reading my Bible, so I'm going to start reading my Bible. Hold on a minute. I'm actually <laughs> feeling parched. The peanut butter is getting to me right now. <laughs> I'm going to start reading my Bible every day. Mm -hmm. You hear someone else say, I want to spend time with mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. so I'm going to start reading my Bible every day. Yeah. It sounds like there's a difference there in motive. Does that matter? Well, I mean, it could matter, right? So if, like, if you're in love with someone or you have a loving relationship with your mom or a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend, and you, you find yourself going, I probably, in love, I probably should, that tells me something about the relationship versus I want, mm. I want to interact with my mom, and therefore whatever mechanism she uses to best communicate with me, I'm going to engage with. So I think there is a difference, and yet... There are times that all of us have to move past our feelings, right? So there's times I read the Bible and I don't really feel like it, but I know it's right and good. You know, my wife will text me in the middle of the day and she's my wife, I love her, and she'll text me and I was like, I don't really want to answer her, I'm too busy. But I do because I love her and I respect her. So there's times you got to move past the motivation of feeling. Sure. Right? to, okay, what I, I want to interact with God. So maybe I should and maybe I'm excited. Either way... Interact with God. Read his word, right? That's the grow up part. So even when you're not feeling like it. Can't he his, use it? Well, what does that mean? How, how, how does that, what does it mean that he's going to use it when you engage with him, even when you don't feel it? He's going to use that engagement, even if you're not feeling it? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think of, I think of the atheist who, you hear these stories where they're 100% convinced there is no God, so this is a book of fiction. Yeah. So they enter into, okay, I'm gonna read through this just to the point, yeah. just to prove some errors and prove you wrong. And you hear these stories of how their life has changed. They find out this is the one true God. That's Did true. God use that despite yeah. their intention, their original motives? So different than picking up Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn, right? Right. It's this, this is a living, active, God-inspired, God's going to use different than a text message. Right. So yeah, even if you don't feel it, or if you're trying to prove it wrong, he could use it. That's that's kind of cool to think about. Mm -hmm. The atheist who just picks it up. So does that translate to the person who's bored or dry, sp dry spiritually, who just goes through the motion knowing they should, and they want to on one level, but they're like, I know I should, so they read their Bible on a regular basis. Is God gonna use that? Yeah, I mean, I think trusting that he has these true intentions, I think, are you going to get more out of it if you're entering into it intentionally every day, looking, studying, cross-referencing, mm -hmm. engaging with others about your reading? Is there probably a good chance that you're going to get more out of it? I would, I would argue yes. But again, is, there, is he subtly planting things in your head that he's going to continue to grow. Yeah, it's like that water dripping yep. on that seed. Yep. So what works for you? Like okay. what do you, not Joe as the pastor, what do you, Joe? Jersey Joe. Jersey Joe. What helps you actually study that, grow from that? Yeah. So a lot of times for me, it's like I'm reading it in conjunction with something else. So it's like, uh, depending on what I want to read, I might use some other person's thoughts so I might be reading, say, the book of Philippians, 
and I'm reading someone else's thoughts mm. who's got a different perspective, come from a different background, maybe different education, and they're, they're thinking and writing and processing Philippians, and I'm thinking and writing, and I'm doing that together. There's mm -hmm. something about that that helps me kind of get out of the rut. And then there's other times I take other books and just throw them all aside, and it's like, I'm gonna read the book of Philippians in one sitting. I'm gonna read the book of Philippians all the way through, it might take 20 minutes, and then the next day I'm gonna read it again all the way through, and the next day I'm gonna read it again all the way through, and the next day, mm -hmm. and I might read it 20 times, 20 days, the whole thing, and just what what is Paul trying to communicate on behalf of God? Just the repetition of the yeah. entire thing. And then other times you're drilling down to some one little, so I don't know, you, I think variety is probably the best way that Jersey Joe has sometimes with other people helping me, guiding me, sometimes slow, Sometimes fast, sometimes big chunks, repeated over and over. I'll pick up on the theme. Yeah. And I, what I hear there too is that mixing it up, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the whole passage in one. Sometimes it's just looking mm -hmm. at a chapter. Sometimes it's looking at a verse, and that kind of helps it not be this boring, mm -hmm. redundant process yeah. day after day. But there's days where I'm, I know I need to be reminded of. God's provision or God's yeah. sovereignty, and I'll grab my phone and Google what, yeah. where can oh, I, yeah. read, where can I go to to read to be reminded of this, or who mm -hmm. in the Bible, what character can I study to be reminded of this? Like that's not cheating. Like no way. It is. It's daunting to think about where to start, yeah. and if you do start at the very beginning and try and read through Revelation, it's easy to get bored and yeah. just give up. So not being afraid to use outside resources mm -hmm. to show you what to read. Yeah, and to start simple, right? So there's places you can start simple. But yeah, I agree. Like don't, and don't put this shame on yourself that there's a right or wrong way. A lot of ways it's like, just consume it. Right. Take it in, find a way to take it in, take it in, take it in. So the person just starting out, yeah, probably not starting at Genesis and trying to yeah. read all the way through, but go to the Gospel of John or to the letters of John at the end of the Bible and read those. Read them slowly. Mark up what you see yeah. uh, with a pencil. Um, keep reading them. Read, re read it once and then read it again and read it again and see what you notice and find somebody to talk to about it. Absolutely. I was just going to say the same. There is such great value in mm -hmm. reading the Bible on your own. Yeah. There's such great value in reading it with someone else. So grow up. Read your Bible, eat your peanut butter and jelly with goblet of milk in hand. No. I think we covered all the basics. Going in for the peanut butter and jelly? No. Banana? <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Real Talk.